Hey everybody, this is Stan Wengland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing today? I hope you're having a great day. And, and I'll tell you, I hope this is a good show today because uh, I've tried to start this show. <laughs> this is the fourth time. And every time uh, I have started this show, I'm about 10 minutes into it. And somebody comes knocking on the door to my uh, my little man cave in my office in my recording area where I do this. I've had people make noise outside and then I have to keep my phone on. I'm expecting uh, some information uh, later, but I forgot to turn off the ringer. And I was at a critical and funny point in the show and boom, away it went. So... Anyway, I will say I hope you guys have had a great day and thank you for joining me today on the show. Hey, you know, one thing I want to do, and I'm glad that uh, I had all those interruptions because I wanted to do a shout out to a couple of people uh, uh, out there. Just a a name recognition thing. You know, I get a lot of people all the time who send me such sweet comments and uh, say nice things and comment on the shows. Uh, I had some people who were telling me about their experiences with CBD and uh, their family members. So I want to give a shout out to Linda Schwartz. There you go. She's a sweetie and a wonderful person who's listened to all my shows since the very beginning of podcasting. She's a, she's a doll. So uh, thank you for your comments on CBD. And one of the uh, fellows that uh, I knew uh, growing up with my uh, son uh, when they were little boys together, uh, and he's out in Texas, and I have an awful lot of people listening to the show out in Texas. So I want to say hi to Jeff Osman. How you doing here, buddy? There's your name up in lights today. And, you know, locally, I want to give a, a little shout out to a very sweet person uh, who's uh, somebody I used to work with for many years. Uh, actually, two people, and they're both nurses. One is my good bowling buddy, Rosemary Wood. I don't think she'll mind with me giving her name out there, a wonderful nurse. And the other sweetie is Patty Hannafin. Man, she listens to all my shows and is always so sweet, a wonderful supporter, and a good buddy of mine who's an author, just a wonderful opera singer, performer, and a rascal, Tony Vileko. Happy birthday, brother. And all that kind of good stuff. And he listens to the show and has been a guest on, uh, on the show before. And man, check out his stuff on Silent Movie Stars and other things. What an author he is. So anyway, see, it was a good thing that uh, those shows got, um, you know, kind of like waylaid so that I could say thank you. And if you'd like a shout out with your name on the show, hey, uh, send me a little email and I'll be glad to do it. Annie Price, too, in Florida. Her name used to be Annie Darling many years ago when I knew her. I'd say, where is my darling? Anyway, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to send some love out to everybody because I know they're all doing alive and well. And that's a good thing. Hey, you know, today's show is a very interesting show to me. And it, it does have to do with the, this whole corona situation. And it has to do with um, anti-vaccination activists. And these anti-vaccination um, activists, they're really growing uh uh, they're a growing force at these virus protests that uh, that people are having, and public health, uh, you know, experts and officials are really kind of fearful that their messaging can further harm our country's response to the uh, pandemic. And 
I wanted to have a discussion about that today uh, and kind of piggyback into the stuff with the protesters, uh, you know, uh, you know, regarding uh, opening up businesses and the orders from, you know, from, uh, you know, people in government and those kind of things, because, you know, everybody has a point of view. I, I don't want to say that, hey, man, you know, you're protesting, you're, you know, that's that's wrong. Well, people have the right to protest uh, things. People have the right, to, you know, to dissent. Uh, also, other people have the right uh, to, to kind of call people out on their thinking behind it or not agree with them and uh, to see what the real uh, intentions of those things are. Uh, there are sometimes, in my experience, I can remember uh, going to college during the Vietnam War. And yeah, protests could spring up at the drop of a hat. Some of them were very legitimate because people were being drafted and killed. I would say that's uh, legitimate enough. And some of them were just kind of made up, you know, bullshit where people decided, hey, you know, we want to get together and take over the student union building or do something. You know, just to kind of have some fun or to climb, chime in on the bandwagon with somebody. Now, what's going on right now in our country, I think there's a lot of overlap with different things. So it's very hard to, um, you know, the term is to tease out or to separate who's in there and for what reasons. And, uh, you know, when you have protests or, um, you know, different movements, uh, it, it can make for strange bedfellows, as they used to say. And there's one group of people who want this stuff. They want states to open up at the state capitals. They're going and they're pressing leaders to undo restrictions on businesses in their daily life because they want money. They're going broke. Uh, they can't go to their job. They don't have any savings. Uh, all the weaknesses of the system, uh, you know, have come out and uh, shit, they're going under. And they figure, hey, look, anything's better, you know, than that. So they'll take a risk with the coronavirus, no matter how dangerous it is. And then you have uh, other organizers of these things who are these militia members, uh, you know, uh, that have very different but overlapping interests in, uh, you know, making sure that they can make a scene. You have Tea Party activists, you've got armed militia groups and, you know, um, uh, you know, other people that are opposing measures that governors have taken to stop the spread of this uh, coronavirus. And they're using this uh, line about freedoms. They're using conspiracy theories, uh, whether it's the Bill Gates thing that he's trying to take global control over things. I saw something today about drones checking people out for their temperature to go to places. Uh, even if it was true, uh, my goodness, there's a million other things that the government is doing <laughs> that you should be worried about. I don't think that's one of them uh, at this point in time. But... A group that's jumped in on this, um, you know, along with a lot of white supremacists, which we talked about the other day, uh, you know, these um, people who were trying to put a lot of pressure on um, people of color, people who are, um, you know, here with immigration uh, and things like that, uh, you know, um, America first stuff, make America great, uh, you know, Trump's political uh, kind of people, uh, anti-science groups. All kinds of things. But one of the big groups is uh, uh, that was at, in California was the Freedom Angels Foundation. And I guess this is uh, these are anti-vaxxers. And they're best known in California for their opposition to state efforts uh, 
to mandate vaccines. And this protest that they had, and then they get kind of really crazy um, at this thing. This is, you know, kind of the, one of the latest ones um, that they've been involved in. Now, activists known for their op- uh, opposition to vaccines, they've already been involved in protests in New York, Colorado, and Texas. And uh, in some of those places, they found a welcome audience for their arguments for personal freedom and their suspicion of government. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's always, Americans always have the right to uh, protest about their personal freedoms. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. And uh, I think any American has the right to be suspicious, suspicious of their government at times, particularly when their government does screwball kinds of things. I'm suspicious of the government right now, not from a conspiracy. Well, yeah, some things I think are uh, uh, that border on conspiracy, uh, you know, corporations, uh, tax breaks for the rich, cabals, uh, you can call them what you want, of people who uh, all have a common interest and they sure ain't looking to help me out. But the growing presence of the anti-vaxxers and other protesters worries public health officials because they think that um, getting all these crazy points of view, or I shouldn't say crazy, all these overlapping points of view together uh, could harm the United States' ability to turn a, a corner, you know, kind of following the pandemic. And uh, it could also make Americans uh, think about not taking a future vaccine, uh, which could be another big problem uh, that people could have. And you've got these anti, um, you know, vaxxers and you've got other people, you know, walking around with, you know, AR-15s slung over their shoulders in the the open carry states where you hear a lot of talk about individual self-management. The idea that, you know, you or I should be in control of making decisions and they can decide what science is correct and incorrect and they know what's best for their child. And I guess the point of this show is to say, uh, is that an argument, you know, is that a reasonable argument? And is, is it something, where do, where do we go with that? You know? It's very easy to say things like that, and I agree with those sentiments. Uh, I know that I tell my doctors when, when I go to my, and sometimes I piss them off. I I'll always say, I'm not a medical doctor, but I am capable of thinking quite well. I am capable of understanding uh, medical information. If it's presented to me, you can talk to me as you would talk to another doctor. And if I don't understand a term, you can let me know. I, I understand basic anatomy. I understand a neuroanatomy. I understand how organisms work. I have an understanding, a working understanding of biology and other things like that. 
I don't pretend to be a doctor, but you can tell me about those things. And I feel at this stage of the game, I don't have dementia. I'm not suffering from anything else like that. I feel that I should be in control of making decisions. If you think it's an emergency, you know, it should be very clear to me. Uh, if it's not uh, with certain things, then I think, I don't think, I am in control of making a decision and I'll, I'll make decisions based on a risk analysis. What's the benefit to me? And as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. And this is the this is one of the points. I, I understand that with people. And, and I wonder what you all think. It, you know, we don't have the kind of a show or, you know, I could have audience call in and, and give give me your, you know, your feeling on that. But I don't think that um, whether you be one of these characters walking around with an AR-15 or you're, um, you know, from some religious group or you're an anti-vaxxer, I don't think you should be summarily said, no, there's no place at the table to speak to you. There probably is some kind of uh, common ground that we can uh, agree upon, but I think we have to look at some facts with some things. Uh, and one of the things uh, that people forget, uh, and this is where the people who are the libertarians and the uh, people who are in for this, this voluntarist, I call themselves, but they're really, I have several friends who are voluntarists, but they're really anarchists. And that's how they really describe themselves. And they hate the fucking government. They hate religion. They hate any kind of, um, uh, you know, by and large, they hate any kind of um, control on them, anybody to tell them to do anything. They hate any kind of social service program, any kind of assistance program. And I'll ask them all the time and they come up with different, you know, things uh, about this, their, you know, their particular points of view. But I'll always remind them, I'll say that, you know, besides living in America, we live in a culture. And a culture has some, you know, establishes some norms. Uh, a culture that we live in has over 300 million people. I think it's 342 million people, that, or it could be more. It could be a little bit less. Uh, I, I didn't check out the, uh, the exact number of people that we have. But think of that. Think of the number of people. There's a vast number of folks that have to live together. And we have to get from point A to point B. Uh, we have to live together. We can't have somebody living next to us for their personal freedom who decides they want to scream and yell all night, all night long or play their music loud. Or, that's why communities you know, develop laws. They develop uh, policies. They develop procedures. They develop uh, community standards. Uh, and again, just rules, regulations, and everything. That's the only way that large numbers of people uh, can live together in, unless it's a free-for-all, unless it's Planet of the Apes, man. You know, it's uh, whatever you want to call it. You, you, you know, it's it's not the, we don't live uh, in, a, in a Jack London environment, the call of the wild, where we're out in Alaska someplace, just you, me, and a, and a big grizzly bear, and we all do our thing. We've got a lot of other people around us. So 
we have this idea of freedom. And I, I've mentioned this a couple of times on uh, to other people, and I don't pretend to be the great philosopher or anything else like that. But you need an operational definition of things. And when you, you know, people want the freedom to do certain things. They want to make the freedom to make choices, right? And that's fair. But you also have freedom from things. It's to and from. There's always it's flip sides on things, and it's it's. I think it makes for a really interesting show, and um, it's it, it's also where I I try to look at the point of the anti-vaxxers or the people who want to get back to their jobs and businesses. I understand all that. You may feel that the the you know the 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 science is not perfect. You may feel that the scientists are bullshitting you that uh, they're overstating things. I get that. I think some of that does occur. I think they overstate things. I think they understate things. I think they see things myopically. That means just from a scientific point of view. But then I, I think that some things, and I know that some things, are just pure fact. And uh, you, 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 you can't talk about that through QAnon, you know, uh, you know, with the conspiracy theorists. You can't be pulling stuff out of your ass and trying to make decisions for the good of everybody. Based on that. So you want to do things uh, like I might want to do things. I want to, I want to have the freedom to do certain things. I don't want the doctor telling me or the dentist telling me this is what's going to happen to my tooth or that's what's going to happen. But other times, other people, we're put in positions by circumstances where we must have freedom from. And what are we, want, what are we, what are we looking for freedom from? We're, we're looking from freedom from abuse from other people. Like if you were violating my rights, if you were a, a, a Klansman or you were holding quotas or you're doing other things, you would, we want to have freedom from people, you know, abusing us, from mistreating us. And again, these groups may feel the same way. They may, they feel it's just not a freedom to, they may f- feel that it's a freedom from. But that's not the way society operates. And that's uh, like Al Gore in his uh, movie about uh, global warming, An Inconvenient Truth. Um, It's a good title because it's an inconvenient truth. You can quote all the bullshit that you want. If you don't see that the the climate has changed, then then you better pull your head out of your end. I'm I'm not going to sit here and try and convince you of that. If you think the earth is flat, then there's something seriously the matter with you. You've got a screw loose in your head, as they used to say. Because just stand on the dock and watch a ship go out to sea, you know, you're going to see them go over the horizon on things. It's just the curvature of the earth. I mean, or, you know, you're going to see a picture from outer space. There's no, you know, from the the space shuttle or something. Where do you think that shit's coming from, man? You know? Now, here's the thing. When we're having, let's say, I want to stick with the anti-vaxxers. Because it's the same issue. As people who are just not getting this about this virus, maybe in some places we don't have to, you know, close all businesses, uh, whatever. Reopening, though, with this thing still going on, there's a lot of stuff still unknown. So we have a responsibility in our freedoms to when we make choices to make sure that people have the freedom from being uh, unnecessarily uh, infected and harmed or exposed to certain things. And that's the point of the vaccinations. I don't think that people get uh, the stuff like with the anti-vaxxers when they're coming in. Now, 
I've worked for 36 years for the Office of People with Mental Retardation and Developmental Disabilities, now called the Office of People with Developmental Disabilities. I directed major programs all over the state of New York. I was in charge of the eligibility determinations in one-fifth of New York State, which is larger than the state of Connecticut, and had the privilege of working with people who had developmental disabilities and their wonderful families. And I could tell you that to a person, uh, how many people have been affected many, many years ago by things with measles and diseases and viruses, high fevers, uh, other kinds of freak kinds of things, thalidomide and whatever. And their children were born with all kinds of horrible uh, developmental disabilities or people that caught things like the measles and, and the death toll is beyond what you can possibly believe. And people are not talking about, uh, I've said this on a 50 million shows when I was a little boy in the fifties, my goodness gracious, the, the most wonderful thing was Jonas Salk inventing the cure for polio. It was a plague. It was dreadful. And the anti-vaxxers are coming around now and making you think that this thing with the measles is, is you know, don't get vaccinated. Uh, th- this is a nothing thing. They have every right to do that. You have to know, go do a Google search and look through history. Look at the uh, Eskimos. Look at American Indians. Look at South Sea Islanders. Look at uh, uh, slaves uh, coming to America. Uh, look at, um, I think I mentioned the American Indians. You can look at one group after another uh, in South America, indigenous people uh, all over the planet, literally wiped off the face of the earth. From what? From measles. It's one of those deadly diseases. It's a very, very, very serious uh, kind of a, of a problem. And uh, the simple version, like the German measles, kept guys like me in business for decades with people who were born with very serious developmental disabilities and other things like that. So you got to be kidding. Uh, you you got to be kidding me. Uh, worldwide, more than 140,000 people died from measles in 2018. It, it's ridiculous. And measles is a very highly contagious, serious disease, and it's caused by a virus. Before the vaccine uh, was introduced in 1963, major epidemics of measles occurred about every two or three years and used to cause about, uh, the statistics that I have are about 2.6 million deaths each year. And now measles are back on the uptick again. Uh, you know, close to 500,000 cases were reported annually to the CDC in America. And as many as one out of every 20 children with measles gets pneumonia. Uh, it's, it's a very, very uh, terrible thing. There were literally, uh, in 2004, there were only 37 people in the United States who, uh, who got the measles. And 667 in 2014. The last measles death in the United States occurred in 2015. And now that's, boom, it's gone just terrible. It's gone just terrible. It's estimated that three to four million people in the United States were infected each year. 
and an estimated about four to 500 people died. About 48,000 people have been hospitalized and about 1,000 suffered encephalitis, the swelling of the brain from measles. And this is all going on the uptick. It's all going on the uptick. You know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. You know? So when you see anti-vaccination people coming in and they're saying, hey, you know, and everything else like this, what you're talking about is you're talking about the percentages of large amounts of people from not taking this thing or getting these diseases. Measles were literally wiped off the face of the earth. And now they're back again. There hasn't been a case of chick, uh, of uh, smallpox in the United States since I can remember when. And that was another one. I think it was last year or the year before. Uh, a, a lot due to basically migrant people coming in and, and anti-vaxxers coming in. There was actually people with smallpox. And you have other, other kinds of diseases that are out there also. Now, here's my point. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. With all due respect to people's rights, and everything else like that, you're also exposing people to other Americans, other people, kids in school who are sharing things, they're sneezing on one another, they're putting things from their mouth to somebody else's mouth. You're exposing somebody else to that. You know, you're, you're, or you're, and you're exposing that child. You're making a choice for a kid that they have to be prepared to sit there and suffer for you, you know? And, and that's, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. You know, do you think that's fair? And what's the, what's the fear of people with anti-vaccination, uh, you know, the anti-vaxxers? I can tell you from the field, they think that the vaccine causes autism. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's been proven over and over and over and over again. It doesn't. I wish that that was the case in some way. Because then we would know what to do. And as a matter of fact, the real question is there probably aren't even that many, as many cases of autism as are reported because people are saying that that's a whole other show. That everybody and their brother who shows autistic-like behaviors is autistic. So I could bring you a dozen psychologists that I've worked with would say the same thing that I'm saying to you. So it's a very, very uh, interesting thing. You have people all over the world dying from measles. It's up from an all-time low in 2016 in the world, 90,000. It's way up, and the measles numbers are even getting worse. And when people take this position, what happens is it overlaps into other areas People think they have the freedom then to say, well, you know, if uh, that's the case, we're not going to take the, you know, we're not going to take the Corona virus vaccine. And, you know, there's a point to that, too. If you don't want to take that, it's like you can't be forced to take the flu shot or anything. 
in certain situations, you can be, though. I know I'm working in a healthcare setting. Uh, we were mandated that we had to have that. You were mandated in certain settings that you had to have a, you had to take a, a certain age, the pneumonia shots and things like that. Uh, if you're in the military, you're going to be mandated to get your shots. Uh, you know, you'll be, if you're bitten, uh, you know, in, uh, in my agency, you would be mandated, mandated. I think it's, you, you get a gamma globulin shot that was for hepatitis. Uh, I, I don't even know if that's still the case, if they have a new procedure for that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. You have to, sadly, because you're working around other people, you're living around other people, you don't just have your personal rights. Other people have rights too. And it's a balance. And that's what our culture, that's what our society comes up with when they have laws and procedures. Or the legitimate government, uh, you, you know, the governor or the mayor of a city or whomever, they get up there and, they, you know, they legitimately say, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm the elected official. Uh, the, our elected representatives are saying, boom, this is what we're going to do. I mean, you know, that's a, a representative democracy that what we have. You don't get to make all the decisions yourself. You, uh, as being part of it. You have to abide by the, you know, abide by the system of government that we have. Now, I think that's kind of fundamental stuff, uh, but uh, it ties into this, uh, this, this anti-vaccination thing. It ties into the, uh, you know, different trends. And I think, I, I wish I knew that, the, that people were making such deep protests based on the best information possible. I wish that was the case. And I don't know where the failing in the system is. I'm sure the anti-vaccination activists think they're doing the right thing. I'm sure that the people who uh, are walking around with guns over their shoulders that I totally agree with, rather disagree with, or the white supremacists that I certainly disagree with, I, I certainly know that they think they're in the right that they're protecting their country, you know, keep America white or, you know, keep the Jews out or keep the migrants out or whoever it is. You know, we've seen all those things in Charlottesville. Uh, but uh, it ain't right. It isn't right if you're a person of color that, uh, hey, man, you know, could you go, you know, could a bunch of black people could a bunch of Mexican people go to the state capitol with AR, uh, you know, 15 slung over their shoulder in an open carry state? Could they? And people say, hey, yes, you're playing a race card. No, I'm playing the reality card. Could you pull that shit? Would that go down? I don't think so, man. Because the bulls would be out in full force, man. It would be the National Guard out there blowing people up. You know it, and I know it, and that's the one thing I, I'm happy about with this show. And everybody's very lovely with that. I don't get any hate mail on that. I'm just telling you like it is. You know that's that's bogus. There's a lot of white privilege going in, on there, a lot of bullshit going down. All the guns and bullshit, and there's a lot of threatening of people. There's a lot of threatening of people. This attempt to threaten people. And that's a bad tone because uh, when you start doing that, the reason goes out the window. So do the anti-vaccination activists have a point? Yes, they do. Do the people who want to close down and keep things sane and safe? Yes, they do. Do the people who want to open their business uh, 
and everything and make some uh, money back and not go bankrupt and everything else like that? Do they have a point? Yes. Does the epidemiology, that means the causes of measles and all these other things, uh, you know, is there a point to listening to that? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Because we should be capable of, of making the best choice. You know, the best choice isn't necessarily the one that you're going to like. It's the most responsible one. You know, that's something we should think about. What's the most responsible one? It's something to think about. So I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you think uh, it's, it's a nutty thing, I'll tell you one last thing. I was, uh, if you want to read, if you want to have a, go to a good little site that I, I get my mail, a little email from them every day. I have all kinds of sites like that. Uh, if you're into religion, one I love is the Bible Project. It's, I just love it. I had to throw that out there. It's these, they're just a wonderful bunch of animators and writers and everything else. And they put all these wonderful, truthful things out there that are, just what's in the good book right out there. And uh, it's just great. They don't have an agenda except to tell the truth. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. There's a there's a, another great little thing called your daily stoic. And I mention it all the time. And it's based on stoicism, uh, which is a philosophy. Um, I, I like stoicism. It's, it's tough, though. Uh, with different things and they had a nice little thing the other day and it was it was about understanding reality and understanding they were all mortal and what they were saying is that do you realize by August 15th there's probably going to be close to 200,000 people die from this flu just based on the bell-shaped curve that's statistics just based on how many people have it even at its lowest rate and you see those numbers they're almost at 70,000 right now even President Trump, who said it'll all go away one day like magic, is talking about now it could be 150,000 people. It looks that way. That's just simple statistics. What they were saying in the Daily Stoic is there's 200,000 people who are going to die for sure. And they don't even know it. And that's what I'm talking about. That's reality. There's 169,000 people or more every year. The numbers never go down. At this point in time, we're going to die from heart conditions. At some point in time, I'll be in that number, most likely, or you will. Then there's X amount who die from cancer or any, you know, or anything else like that. And those are just the facts, Jack. Now, some things are not that crystal clear. And those are the things that we should be looking at. The anti-vaccination people, there's things that are not clear, you know, that, that there people maybe, you know, there are things that people want to write and things like that. And other things where they have to say, hey, if I'm going to live in society, I have to kind of do these things. So anyway, uh, it's been an interesting discussion for me. The show went a few minutes longer. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I hope it was helpful. I hope it was respectful to uh, everybody, even those people I really, really, really disagree with. But uh, again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And my opinion is I love all you guys who come and listen to this show and be safe, be careful um, during these very, very difficult times. All right. I'll catch you next time. I'm just thinking. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wangland. That's at S. Wangland. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. <laughs>